Chances are, if you catch a Ziggy Albert show, it's going to begin with The Sun and the Sea. Find out why as we talk to Ziggy before he brings his Rewind World Tour to New Zealand. We tracked him down to West Hollywood in Los Angeles. Yeah, I just got in yesterday from France. Right. And uh, I was playing some shows with Jack Johnson, which is why I stayed in Europe after my European leg of the headline tour. Right. And I'm just here doing a run of press in LA before I start my North American tour in Victoria, BC. There you go. So how are you and Jack getting along these days? <laughs> he he deals with me, you know. Like, you know, he um, I'm sure. <laughs> he puts he puts up with me. We're getting we're getting along fine besides one incident where, you know, he invited me on stage and I was nowhere to be seen, which was, you know, my worst nightmare. Right, um, right. But besides that, we get along fine. Oh, that good. Was, well, that's a relief. <laughs> hopefully, he has me. You know, now it's been. It's been. Uh, we. I've only known him more since these last two tours we did together, where I did some shows with him in Australia and some shows in Europe. Right. And, um, you know, it's what's that saying? You know, like don't meet your heroes. But in this case, it's like you know the, the man behind the music and his team are as fantastic or more fantastic than you could imagine. Oh, that's nice to know. Excellent. Yes. So you're going to be uh, here in New Zealand and down under in general in a couple of months. So that's very exciting. And you, you, I think you're bringing Nathan Ball with you as well, who you played with in the UK. Is that right? Yes, I'm going to be bringing Nathan Ball and another artist um, from Australia called Little Green. Okay. Um, young lady who's a bit of a breakout, um, one of my favorite up-and-coming musicians. And uh, yeah, Nathan, a very old friend of mine. We've toured together on and off for years and... He seems to be a bit of a um, favorite, actually, in Oz and New Zealand. Like people have have asked for him to come back since our first Oz tour many years ago. Right. And so it's yeah, it's going to be great to be on the road with some very stellar humans. You know, the great great humans. And I basically finish up in North America, have a couple of weeks off, and then start the NZ run. Is the very beginning of my um, you know come back to NZ as the start of my AU NZ run and. Um, First time back in Auckland in three and a half years, which is way too long. <laughs> well, things have happened in between there that probably kept you from coming here. So, you know, there is that. <laughs> so everybody's just kind of finding. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. So, so I think uh, last one we spoke, it was when your album Dancing in the Dark came out. So and that was back That's in, exactly right. in November. So so what what is that? Does it feel like since November that you're kind of finding your feet, having to kind of climb back on and, and try again, or is it, are you just picking up where you left it, off? It feels like, it feels like, yes, it feels like yesterday that we talked, to be honest. I remember the run of interviews <laughs> I did around that time and it really does, right? It's like, when you say November, it makes me, um, yep. it makes me nervous to think that we're in July. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> it's um, since November. Wow. What a, it's been a, what a well. And so I jumped on my first tour with Jack in December obviously um after we talked and then uh i oh man yeah it was a crazy summer at home as far as um i was just like surfing spending as much time i guess out and about i was i actually moved back into my van to be totally honest because right. um my my little beach shack was getting knocked down so i just moved into my van and was just popping up and down the coast kind of kicking it old school and um then i've been overseas since april i came back to south africa when we last talked, I'd just done South Africa. And then in April, I did South Africa again. 
right. came straight to Europe, did all of Europe in the UK, had a couple of weeks off, did some more shows with Jack and a couple more weeks off. And now I'm here. So it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind. Um, definitely feel, uh, feel more, what's the word? Well, the, well oiled regarding the live show, you know, right. 40, 40 odd shows in, um, yep. you know, 42 shows into the year. I'm feeling much more, you just match fit. It's like playing. It's like people would play for sport. You just been on the field. Um, yep. Yep. And, you know, much like perhaps doing a podcast or an interview three months at a time, it's deeply uncomfortable when you're doing it every week. It's something that's like a conversation between yep. between yep. two people. So that's a, a nice thing. So, yeah, it's been a whirlwind year so far. Right. And have, I assume people want to talk to you about the new album. What kind of feedback do you get when you're out and about and around the world? And- the, th- the thing I've been kind of shocked by considering I've had two new albums out since the last world tour is, yeah, people are asking for more for me to play more songs off the new album, which I'm very pleased about. Oh, like that's a great, that's a great um, level of feedback that right. people would want you to play more of your new songs, um, because it's been such a to come out to have you know twenty two new songs to fit into a set list since my last world tour is just like yep. a headache for sure. It's you know keeps me up at night and. Yep. Um, the new album so far has had a really wonderful, um, really wonderful feedback and it's been very different. You know, some, it, it didn't need to, it doesn't need to be, the more albums you do, the less they necessarily need to be like a fan favorite. The more I see the live show, it's more a opportunity to play the best of your work. Right. And the best of your live work isn't necessarily the best of your writing or, um, it isn't necessarily what is the most creative or the most, they aren't necessarily the same thing. And for me, what's important with the live show is I just go and play what the people want to hear. But what's been crazy is people have wanted to hear more of the new album than I've already been playing. So I definitely should consider in the next, you know, um, the next six months of the year about, you know, how I fit in more new songs off the album. Um, so yeah, the the feedback's been crazy. We actually, I might be going to. Looks like I'm going to Brazil for the first time um, before I arrive to New Zealand. Right. And that's because one of the songs off the record called Rewind, which is kind of like a bit of a jazzy, jazzier number. It's like a bossa nova number, and right. that song, which isn't the song that like everybody requests live, but it's the song that everyone who speaks like Portuguese or um, has some more like Latin interest requests, you know. And it's the song that's kind of really broken me with radio presence in brazil i want to make this sweeter baby can we make it personal want to know you're closer darling teach me as your hips very slow and i know you want this oasis deep so when it's cold out we'll stay in here been cooking in the kitchen and we got it on lock Oven on to 40 and a smoker This album's been very different to previous ones that might have um, been born out of this live space and uh, there's one song off the album I play every night two actually, two, that, two in particular that I play that I really enjoy that are kind of fundamental to my live show now one's called The Sun and the Sea and I open every show with that song it's like my opening song and it kind of really sets the stage 
you know, the, the very, the opening lines are, we want to be famous, but we don't really mind what for. Right. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a contradiction in not, no, it's not a contradiction. It's like quite a commentary of pol- polarity in terms because you're on stage. Right. There you are. A night, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's a lot of fun to have that kind of duality. Yep. Um, and I do one song totally without any instrumentation. I do it in total to a backing track exactly as it's recorded. I come out just to tracks and I just stand there and sing this song called Dancing in the Dark, the title track. Right. And that's been really fun because that's really scary to do when you're an acoustic artist who plays everything live. Right. To then do the flip of that, you know, to come out and do that song towards the end of the night. It's got this beautiful big um, 808 synth bass that's the frequencies in particular in that song, like the bass that gets played is like barely audible to the ear. It's down like way down. It's down <laughs> 40 and 50 and 80 Hertz. Right. And so it just kind of, it totally resets the room because you get this frequency that doesn't exist in the other parts of my set, you know? Yep. Think we can do better. Keep keeping our head Dancing in the dark. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very pleased with the response to the album, and kind of shocked um, about. And it's just, and it's what's crazy is to think of all the vinyls on this last tour and on this these tours that are being sold of this album of people hearing it for the first time, hearing me for the first time. Yep. And that's where in this new world we're in, there's not enough, there's not enough grace for albums to be discovered. Like now, I don't know, and you could speak on this, but <laughs> even when I started out, you released an album, you know, eight years ago, you'd release an album, then tour it to build it up. Sure. And now there's this whole expectation that you release an album and that's when it's a hit. And right. I think it's quite ridiculous because right. an album might take some time. Yep, yep. And people yep. don't know the songs. And so I think um, that's an interesting reflection just on how there'll be a lot of, there'll probably be more people after this tour that will want to hear this, these songs um, yep. than before. Right. And that's crazy because, you know, um, that's a, a crazy, crazy thing to imagine. So, yeah, very lucky. Very good. Now, what, uh, other than music, the other thing I think, or one of the things that you're involved with is ocean awareness. Is that right? Yeah. So I've been reading, and probably everybody else has been reading, especially, you know, the oceans in a bit of uh, <laughs> temperatures are rising. What is it, like 100 degrees in Fahrenheit and off of Florida somewhere? I mean, what are your thoughts about that? What are you following? What are you thinking? That's a, yeah, that's a really nice question. Um, so it's funny you say that because I was in France and I was in the Basque country. So there's a place, it's a small it's well, it's actually quite it's actually borders Spain, Saint right. Sebastian, yeah. um, and it's a place called um, Biarritz, and um, a little surf city in um, I guess is it maybe the west coast of France, and I'm there and it's boiling hot and you know and, and tr- trying to go surfing, and because it's summertime there's an algae bloom, and right. the algae blooms like making people sick, and then they've had rain, and like the water's filthy, and as far as like I've like I surf in pretty 
dirty water on a half regular occasion, but it was the sort of thing where you're coming out of the water, spraying salt, you know, spraying, you know, um, stuff up your nose. And, you know, I had my, my new little, I came off my, I came off a, a bicycle while I was there. So I'm, you're cleaning out your wounds. And, right. <laughs> um, I definitely have a, I definitely have like a, a re, what's the word I'm looking for? I have a re, the my the fire the fire on that topic has been relit for me not because it i guess when things when you have big kind of social political situations like the last couple of years like everyone's focus shifts and because things have gotten easier on that front you have the ability and you're fortunate enough where we're rich enough again with our thinking space to consider like you said the 100 fahrenheit you know, water off Florida or in um, this case. And like you try, you just, you're there at the beach, you've traveled around the world and you're like ready to try and go for a surf and you're essentially like, you know, like just wanting to go surfing, but there's a terrible bacteria in the water. Right. And you just think like what the thoughts I had, the honest thoughts I had when I was there was like, like where is our self-esteem as humanity? Like as far as where is our, like our own like legitimate self-esteem in the sense of, like we should prioritize being able to swim in our water and being able to have cleaner rivers. Like it's just, it just is, if anything, a show of like our lack of, um, I think our lack of sometimes our genuine um, esteem for our health right. and obviously for our future. Yep. And what, what, what I like about trying to attempt to have cleaner oceans, for example, is the degree to which you succeed is very obvious. Yep. And the degree to which, um, the river is cleaner is obvious. So there's many things that are subtle and debatable right? when it comes to environmental conservation. right? And what's nice about cleaner oceans and cleaner rivers as a, a push is that the result is so clear. Right. When you succeed, it's obvious. And that to me is like, it's just crazy. It's crazy when you get to the point that like, you know, like you're standing by the water and you don't go in because there's an algae bloom and a bacteria problem that's, you know, from stuff that's as basic as poor, poor um, plumbing. And that's something I experienced in South Africa too, where it's just like, it's down to, we actually know how to deal with it, but it's not being dealt with. And that's just a lack of priority. And so I really hope in the coming years, um, I don't know how, but definitely the fire has been restoked for me on trying to figure out, you know, um, there was a crazy statistic around how much of the pollution in the water um, or the pollution that we see in the ocean, the majority of it is from, you know, the eight biggest rivers in the world. And so there's some argument that perhaps the approach we need to take is we need to work our way down from the mountains right through to the rivers because that's where everything's going from. And um, where I can be, where, where I am an optimist is that there is plenty of examples of once you establish your acidity versus alkalinity in water. And once you establish the infrastructure, like nature does want to, nature really does um, rebuild and repair once you make the space for it to happen. Right. And so, um, man, if it's for, if it's for a selfish reason, is like, it's such a joy to be able to go for a swim right. for you and me. Yep. It's such a joy. And if that's like, if that is, if that is, even if that's the only reason that like, it's as selfish as besides the myriad of reasons, like, the myriads of reasons as to why right. we need you know, an ocean um, that has more stability and perhaps it's a little cleaner is uh, it's such a joy 
when you swim in a clean river, when you swim swim in the ocean and it's clean, you don't come out uh, having to, you know, have essentially medical intervention to stop yourself getting sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's an immense joy and that joy is something that should and can be prioritized as well um, alongside the way it all affects our whole ecosystem. So I don't know exactly where we're at on that front, but I think some of it, you know, perhaps it's just still the basics that, you know, in the case of where I was in France and South Africa, it says fundamental as um, better, better sewage management. It's that fundamental, yep. you know, yep. and that's where we can see that improving the quality of those things that are a very human thing, a very society based thing yep. can have a great environmental impact. That's where some of the best improvements can be made. So in that sense, I'm an optimist, um, and I hope we continue to find our connect with our reality and see our and see value in see value in that. Well, value is an interesting word because it's all about money, really. When you think about it, all that stuff costs money, and there's plenty of money around. Uh, obviously, somebody just has to decide where they want to spend it, right? <laughs> and so, as an That's- artist, and and let's face it, lots of artists feel the same way you do. So but they only have so much power to do the whatever that they don't make that much money, but there are people in the music business and elsewhere who do. So do you have any way through your art and through whatever it is you do to influence what they can do? Yeah. And I, I hear you absolutely. As far <laughs> as there's the, the first, the first, the most, the first, the most obvious is in your like lyrical is in your lyrical storytelling ability. Right. I think in the touring space, I'm really excited, even though we're just at the very beginning phase, I'm excited, to, really excited for what we're going to achieve in Australia and New Zealand with our green touring initiatives. Right. That's something um, That's something that I'm really excited for. Like we've got some kind of big developments in the background with how we might be able to continue to improve the touring aspect because there's huge waste. No one should pretend like touring does not come with waste. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as, like you said, I, about the priority of like the, the, the money exists to make that change. And in that way, what's quite ironic, I think, as I consider it more is that it is so much about a, I don't use the word awakening because it's too esoteric, but yep. when, you, when, you're, when you hit that reality, when you're in Florida or Auckland or France, and you're standing on the water's edge and like you go, in my case, you go duck dive and you're like dealing with that level of like, it's gross. Right. That's such a visceral experience. And so I think there is something to be said for people experiencing it firsthand. And man, to, to some degree, it's like, to some degree, it's actually about your personal. There's probably a handful of people in the world if they actually wanted to prioritize if not prioritize, if they realized yep. that feeling in themselves, yep, that could make change. And there is, uh, you know, like seven or eight billion people yeah. who are motivated, and it's it is too easy to, you know, you know, oh, it won't make a, it won't make a big difference. Said you know, yeah, billions of people, and so that's where um, I'm excited to keep advocating for as much like responsibility because I think if you don't. If I don't try and do the best job I can, whether that's through advocacy or improving your um, waste output with touring or working with foundations, like that's if you don't advocate first and foremost the personal responsibility um, 
again, even if it's just for your own joy, even if it's just because you like swimming in clean water, right? If we don't, because it's the personal advocacy of the personal responsibility taken by mega corporate entities, whereas the most, where there is the most opportunity for positive change. Yeah. Like there could be with such small shifts of, of, of your personal realization, such mega impact. And that's the exciting side product of having a platform or being a world touring artist or having any level of success in business um, in music or otherwise is that you actually can have a greater impact. And that's, um, again, that's an exciting prospect. Wow. Like what could be possible? Yep. So yep. yeah, I, I hope we can, I hope we can, as humanity seems to I hope we can push it so far and that we do realize once it is critical and that we, um, I do think there is a, a huge amount of ingenuity and I think, the regenerative, the regenerative ability of our natural spaces is so beyond our imagination. And I think that, um, I think we probably, humanity seems to just need to push things so far in order to turn them around. So. All righty. Let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to be here in October. What have you got to tell folks uh, who are waiting for you? What, what, what should they look forward to the most? What are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to the kind of the wealth of experience that I get to bring to New Zealand from this tour. Right. Because as you embark on a world tour, you get to have a wealth of experience in performance. Yep. In how you tell the story of the evening and in the performance and development of the song. And that to me is such an exciting thing to bring home from this tour. Right. And which is why I'm really happy that these shows are at the beginning of the tour and are in fact at the end, because even if you're tired, you're more experienced. And I think I've had some really big leaps while I've been overseas. Um, I've been incorporating a lot of poetry into the transition of the night. Right. And that's been like a really new, like that's been a, like I've never done that before. And so to have, to be doing that now, and it's really added a, f a really fundamental um, dimension that I think is relatively unique to the set. Um, it's, it's unique to the evening in ways that I haven't seen other artists doing. Got and that's exciting because there's so very, there's very little of what I do that is actually unique. You know, <laughs> like it's a common, there's a lot of common themes that we're all doing and that's just fine. It doesn't need to, but anytime you stumble upon something that's actually relatively unique to your performance it's like whoa how cool is that so yep. i don't think the sets i think it's quite dynamic i don't think the set list has ever been because of i guess the dynamic dynamic nature of the albums that have been released dancing in the dark being such a new and different take on stuff you know um it's never had more dynamic force and so that's really exciting because it's not i don't assume that my sets I didn't assume before this world tour that necessarily my sets were better than the last one. I didn't necessarily think just because you got new songs doesn't mean that your live show gets better. Sometimes it can just get more convoluted. Right. So I'm excited that the live show seems to be in a better place than ever. I'm feeling my team's in a stronger place as it's ever been. And I've discovered some new shifts that are totally a new dimension compared to the last shows, which is um, I'm really excited to bring home to Australia and New Zealand. Excellent. Well, we look forward to it then. Thank you very much.